I'm Melky Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about digitization in today's workplace. We're chatting about what digitization practically means, why it seems difficult to change, and obvious areas where you can change. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clear idea of how to start digitizing your business. I'm joined by Jonathan Osborne, Executive Head of Sales at Altron Document Solutions. Jonathan, welcome. Thanks, Jaku, and thanks for having me. So, tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself. So, I started in the in the office automation game um, back in 2009, um, and it was a, a sort of a very um, sort of direct sales model where you'd literally go out and knock on doors, and you'd be selling sort of the one printer, um, you know, every two or three every week into into your customer base. Um, and from there, really, I mean, it, it was really sort of a, a print. I mean, you know, you had the, the sort of the really traditional office automation companies that it was what we call is box dropping. Um, we had gotten literally just sell tons and tons of printers. And I mean, obviously, through through the years, the, the actual hardware and, um, you know, the the technical side of it really really sort of improved and it's lent itself more to now sort of digitization be able to to um create better workflows and efficiencies within businesses so um you know throughout the years all the way up until i joined ultron document solutions really sort of box dropping and now um you know with with xerox and um and, and Ultron Document Solutions, it's really sort of propelled us into that space where we're not only looking at now um, driving what we call is ground-up digitization, but we're actually looking at um, helping companies print less. Okay. So, and, and for me, this is almost like a, a, a beautiful example of how technology evolves where, where um, you know, like uh, – the, the documents that the business used to be about was what you're printing now and it's now gone into this, into this digitized space of, of uh, you, you know, uh, how you print less and, and what happens to those document, uh, to those documents. So, um, in your world, um, how would you describe digitization? Um, yeah, good question. So, I mean, if you had to look at what the role that printers play in an environment, and then you had to look at, you know, what I think people have been speaking about for probably the last 20 years is the sort of paperless um, workplace. Um, you know, if you look at the the two sort of polar extremes, if you had to get rid of printers, you would ultimately be digital. Yes. Um, so, you know, where we're coming, as, you know, as I said earlier, you know, where we're sort of finding the niche place in the market – is that we look at what we call, as I said, ground-up digitization. So we actually look at how print um, flows within an environment. So it's basically in the input and output of information on your network. And, and probably a lot of that, 90% of that happens through um, multifunctional printers. So we start looking at the analytics that actually sit behind what's generating that company to print and how that information is coming into the organization, where those departments are, where those areas within the business are. And then we look at um, what actually drives that process, what uh, type of data is being onboarded and offboarded, and then we look at the compliance and the efficiencies around that. But as I said, we really sort of start at at the grassroots um, and build up from there versus, you know, a lot of companies and I think a lot of CIOs and CTOs, when they embark on a digitization strategy, they're looking at the sort of the mainframes and the main platforms that drive the business. Um, so I, I, I believe – um, you know, our strategy is, it's a very simple strategy. Um, you know, if you follow the methodology, 
And, um, you know, it's a very effective strategy. <clears throat> and from a, a cost perspective, because we're cannibalizing into a print environment, and if, if you look at, you know, some customers, the contractor, we sign a four, five hundred million over a contract period. Um, if you take that amount of money that's being spent on print and you could repurpose that budget into driving digitization, it also becomes a very cost effective way of tackling digitization. Okay. And then, um, what what would you believe is the state of digitization in the in the average workplace at the moment so so um my experience is is that uh we we're very slow to change we're very reluctant to change so um i was just laughing when you when you said imagine if if Nobody had to print in in an organisation. It would be entirely digital. Every every accountant and every finance department throughout the country now that's listening to this just had a heart attack. They they have to print. <laughs> so what would you say is the state of digitisation? So it depends. You know, if you if you look at your large big enterprise organisations, um, again, there's a large focus in on that top down strategy where they're actually looking at driving print from the, the top of the business, and that's uh, I guess then you know. How the, the the flow of data into data lakes, how they analyze that data, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that drives a lot of analytics and it drives a lot of sort of digitization, but in the top end side of the business. And that eventually, as I said, filters down into sort of the lower end. Um, if I had to look at how the – and if we had to relate it back to, I guess, print, and we had to look at um, how print environments have changed over the past, call it, 10 years – what we found is probably organizations are purchasing maybe 70% of what they were purchasing five years ago. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't due to COVID, we would have probably seen about 70% um, of print still happening um, okay. and with, with call it 30% print reduction. Um, what COVID did, especially in, in the large enterprises and the banks, is the work from home, um, a lot of people are sort of finding work away, uh, workarounds in terms of print. But as they start coming back to the office, we can actually see the volumes going back up. So if we had to look at, I think, the general state of call it a ground-up digitization, actually focusing in on, um, you know, creating more efficiencies in workflows, um, print suppression, um, you know, avoiding unnecessary print and digitizing that, um, I think, and, and I think it would be fair to say, there's not a lot of organizations that are really focusing on on that side of the um, digitization. Why do you think is that? I think traditionally, and I, I think what we've sort of noticed in the marketplace is, is call it two things. A, the change management. A lot of people, especially when you're going and you start talking about digitization, you start talking about digitization on, call it the office floor. Um, a lot of people are worried about their jobs, job security, okay. purely because of the point that if they don't have to sit and process paper and capture information and, 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 um, you know, they, in essence, could be without a job. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the main uh, main reasons. And secondly, I think because of the way people, I think we overlook digitization to an extent um, where, you know, you, you, you're looking at your large uh, IT organizations, your large enterprises, um, you know, that – you believe is the right place to start in terms of digitization. Um, and then as soon as people look at the, the large um, IT companies, they think, okay, well, obviously, you know, consulting, there's cost involved. Um, it becomes a very timeless process, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
and I think it, it just becomes too much, and I think a lot of you organizations fall back. Exactly, and I think a lot of, yeah. especially it's, if you look in your sort of mid-tier market, um, mm-hmm. you know, your entry-level corps all the way up to your mid-level corps. I think a lot of the guys there just, you know, think eventually. Um, with the implementation of new the top down strategy, eventually it'll eliminate the need for printers. But what we've seen is a lot of printers generated through human behavior. A lot of the print that you actually don't need to print. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a big uh, fan of printing. <laughs> I mean, if you get a contract, um, you know, I, I I still cannot read it on a screen. I want to print a contract yes. off on it, the yeah. look feel. You know, you want to highlight it, you want to write in it. So there's a lot of change management that also you know sits in there, and 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 old habits that you know I think eventually will will die out, but no time soon. I don't think print's going. Anywhere in terms of you know that human element of printing, yeah. I mean, I, even in our own organisation, I see you know you'll get an invoice coming in via uh, digitally via email or something like that, and then somebody in accounting prints it out so they can file it, and then later when when somebody else wants it, then they go and scan it again so they can email it. So it's, it's, it is bizarre human behaviour, but like you say, there's uh, do you think it's a generational thing? Do you think it'll in ten years time, so. different. I, I don't think so. I mean, if I look at, I mean, if I look at my kids at school, I mean, they're still doing everything. They've got, they carry around these massive school bags, and they've got books, and the books is filled with paper. And I mean, they've got pencil cases, and I mean, that's what they. So again, when they enter the workplace, how, how can you just say to them, okay, well, there's no more paper. Everything is done digitally. Yeah, they're still going to want to be able to print something off. So. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, what I do think, though, is I think the big problem is, as I said, people are, are skeptical of saying, you know, when that information comes into into an organization, whether it's a POD or whether it's an invoice, whatever the case may be, that you can drag and drop it into some, uh, you know, into into a program or a platform. It'll OCR the document. Um, it'll understand exactly what that document is, if it's an invoice, an IOT, a CV, whatever the case may be. It'll put it into a workflow. It'll send it through the correct um, workflows, and eventually it'll archive that document, um, index it, and, and you'd be able to retrieve it. Um, and, and, it, and it actually is quite simple. I mean, there's, yes, there's integration and, and, and along the way, but I think it's really – especially smaller organizations need to sort of open their mind up and say, right, well, um, you know – Come demonstrate how it actually works and, 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 and sort of venture into it because I think once you start doing it and you actually see how simple it is, um, you know, you, you almost grow that sort of comfort and confidence and, and that's where, you know, you sort of begin that ground up strategy. So, so you touched on something for me now that's quite, uh, interesting and, and I think that we need to unpack a bit or whatever. So when we talk digitization, it tends to be like a, bit, a little bit of a buzzword that everybody's talking about. So, uh, you just mentioned a sort of like a practical example. So what would a practical example of, of a digitization workflow process, uh, look like? So exactly what, I mean, you just said about an invoice. Um, if you get an invoice coming in digitally, you can literally drag and drop it into, into a, a program. Um, what it would do there is it would OCR the document, it would index it. Okay, what is OCR? Sorry. So it's optical character recognition. So it okay. actually understands what, what all the data is. So it basically extracts. Almost read it like a human, if you can. Precisely. Uh, okay. Um, it extracts all that data out of the, uh, out of the invoice. Um, and then w- what it extracts that into is what we call it a digital form. 
So we would form templates in the back-end system um, that so 90% of your invoices come from a certain person or look in a certain uh, fit into a certain format. Um, we, would, we would copy in all those templates um, from day one. And as that form comes in, it would read that template OCR would extract it into the digital format. Um, and then just on that, if an invoice comes in that we haven't scared, uh, scanned uh, or, or built up a template, there is certain levels of AI behind it. We'll actually pick up this as a foreign invoice um, and it would then obviously flag someone, a human. Um, and they would then be able to check that has it has it created its own template correctly? Is it is it extracted information? But once that happens, then those digital forms then work going to a workflow. So if it's an invoice, um, obviously needs to be captured into some backend system or integrated into a, a SAP or whatever the case may be. Um, so we would then do that integration so it eventually end up in SAP and then it would follow other workflow that they've already got in SAP or we could build a new workflow for that invoice where um, it would go through the correct authorization, eventually payment. And then what's really cool is that invoice then gets archived. Um, in a what's called an electronic document management system um, and you can retrieve that invoice at any given time um, what's really nice because of the OCRing if it was whatever an invoice for 10 yellow wheelbarrows and you needed to uh, you needed to um, get that document to retrieve it what you could do is you just put in yellow wheelbarrow um, and it'll bring up every document pertaining to yellow and then you know you could refine your search obviously through filters almost like google um you know so if you, if you look at how the, the efficiencies that that could create in a business um you know looking for information i, I know gartner uh, published something a couple of years ago where it said you know the average employer i think spends two hours or two and a half hours a day searching for information um, and no, it, that's normally probably out of email because everybody uses email to archive it. Well, it drives me nuts. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, the amount of risk, and it's actually quite a very expensive way to, yes. to archive. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the amount of money that people actually spend on hard copy archiving, yes. if you look at someone like a Metro file or a Tidy files, I mean, uh, there's organizations that we, we deal with them on a daily basis where they've got 30 odd years of information stored. Um, in these facilities and I mean if you look at the cost that uh, that sits behind that and the retrieval cost I mean it's absolutely insane um, you know so we almost look at it from an end to end we, we would look at that archive and we would say going back to the invoice we would say how many invoices have you got archived um, how far do we need to go back I mean sometimes it, it makes more financial sense to leave it as a hard copy in that facility Um but then, obviously, you know, the more recent information to digitize that makes a lot more sense. Um, and then also start digitizing that entire workflow. So as documents come in, they go into a workflow, digitally archived, and you can retrieve it. And then, obviously, you've got all the layers of security you put around that, um, you know, with the GDPR Act, Papier Act, um, you know, governance, all of, you know, uh, the security and, and, and compliance around that data, um, that then gives you a lot more flexibility to start looking at, um, you know, where's the risk in the business? How do we secure that data? And then, I mean, from a business um, growth perspective, I mean, then you can look, start looking at all the analytics. What are, you know, what are the peak times that I'm processing these type of documents or these type of claims or, um, you know, what, what are the demographics that sit behind that? And then you can start making these intelligent business decisions. And that then brings into the BI reporting. So it, it, I don't know if it uh, maybe does sound a bit simpler than it really is, 
But again, I think it's, it's, it's for a lot of organizations to maybe go back and, you know, the old saying goes, keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, if I, um, interpret what, or, or my opinion of, of what you said now is, is, is pick something that's maybe menial and repetitive and stuff like that and then just, just start somewhere. So what are those, what, what is the, the, most obvious or the easiest place in a business to start without making it too too big of, sure. a big of a deal sure we so, so what we've done from a, a sales strategy is we've um, looked at moving all our portfolios into what we call as ver- into the specific verticals okay um, and within that vertical then what we've done is we've identified exactly that where's the easiest place to start so um, you know for instance um, let's just have a look at manufacturing. Um, we were a lot of blue collar workers. Um, you know, the guys are coming in, there's timestamps, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we can look at digitizing that process. Uh, one of our customers have got, um, a lot of blue collar workers up in uh, Africa and the guys come along every day with the ID. They need to make a copy of the ID. They print out the paper, they sign it, they file it, et cetera. And we've looked at digitizing that entire process for them. So they come and they scan the ID document, automatically gets captured into the back end system. Um, and when they've got to do payment, all that information is already digitally, digitally there. And there's obviously the order trails and the uh, encryption around that. So, um, it really depends where, uh, you know, smaller businesses, I know, you know, with a lot of suppliers that they, they process a lot of invoices. Yeah. Invoices, you know, some, I know, I know of companies that price like 15, 18,000 invoices a month. Um, you know, to have, Six or seven or fifteen people sitting, printing it off, as you said earlier, and it and it does happen, capturing that information into a backend system, um, and then taking that invoice, stapling it, processing it, and then you've got almost two processes following sweet, and then eventually archive. It's a, it's absolutely insane, and that's the beauty of where we look at the business is we look at it, we can pull those analytics around print and say, but why is HR printing? 18,000 documents a month. And you go speak to HR and say, what are you guys printing out? You know, we, we all process whatever, a lot of CVs or um, PACE or whatever, uh, you know, the HR prints. Um, and then we can look at digitizing their process. Or if it's finance, you know, what are you guys printing? Is it invoices? Is it PODs? Um, picking slips in warehousing. Um, you know, there, there's just so much. But we, and, and that, as I said, is really the beauty is where we look at what are the, the printers in the business that are, have got the highest volume? And what are the printers with the high scan volume? Because that's a clear indication of output, information okay. output, and yes. then the scanning is the information input. Okay. And we then bridge that gap with digital platforms um, that have obviously, you know, drives that efficiency, the security, the compliance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you, you mentioned um, the the – COVID impact uh, earlier. Uh, um, during this time, we also had the implementation of the of the Poppy Act or Pia Act. Um, how has that changed how businesses uh, interact with with documents, be it physical in physical form or or digital form? Mm. So uh, it's quite interesting because I mean we all took, um, or I say we the entire country. Um, you know, everybody went to lockdown. Everybody started working at home. But even though, you know, you were at home, a lot of people still remained, I mean, you had to work. So you yeah. had to process documents. And it was the, the traditional way of, of, you know, a lot of people processing information was printing it off at a printer, going, signing it, capturing the information. Now all of a sudden the guys were at home and they, they had to do it without the use of a printer. 
or the luxury of a printer. So what we found was obviously a lot of companies, especially in maybe in the smaller, in the SMB space and maybe the sort of entry corp, um, where their workarounds were working, but they weren't compliant or they weren't secure. Um, so, you know, guys were, for instance, uh, authorizing um, legal documents via email saying approved. But again, going back into a court of law, that wouldn't really. So it did open up a lot of um, scope for, uh, you know, software programs that do digital signatures. Um, but I think the biggest sort of impact there was that information almost wasn't as structured as it was prior. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, because of those, the change in the process, the change in, um, you know, how the documents are collected, security. I know a lot of our customers refused to let the employees have um, printers at home purely because they couldn't govern what the guys potentially could print. Um, so, you know, you <laughs> could disgruntled employee could perhaps print something off the back end system you've got no re- uh, collection or audit trail behind that and they could sell that data so um, you know COVID really sort of struck a few chords in terms of security inefficiencies in business etc cetera, etc cetera. but as the guys are moving back um, you know some normality is starting to creep in but I think in that sort of period between when COVID started and now a lot of companies realised the need to, to drive digitisation to allow employees, if it ever had to happen again, to be able to access information remotely but also securely and be able to conduct their day-to-day work um, remotely and they don't have to be in the office and it's not, um, you know, their job's not dependent on print or or processing hard copy paper. Um, As you're talking, I'm almost sitting wondering the people that did manage to print some stuff uh, while while working remotely, I wonder there's probably there's probably a lag of uh, issues that's going to creep into organisations that hasn't surfaced yet because uh, it's probably going into audit season now and they're going to go where's this document? Oh, yeah. I left it at home or or whatever the story is. And I mean, they're, they're, I mean, a lot of guys deal with very confidential IP. Yeah, you know, and you print it off at home on your home printer um, and that lies around the office you know your home office and eventually gets lost in other papers and you know you can send it to a school as you do recycling paper or the kids need you know and that confidential IP can end up in a nursery school and it just shows you I mean once data is on a piece of paper it becomes extremely risky because that paper can be folded it can be put into a pocket it can uh, you know, and if if there is certain IP on that paper, could be lost. And I mean, one of the things is is the the uh, Popia ex- extends to to even physical pieces of paper that you can print yeah. out and stuff like that. So it's like you said, it actually ma- to me makes it more dangerous than anything else. You've got to know who's printing what. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, so so my um, the example that I always use is uh, so I'm running a. Uh, uh, let's call it a small to medium accounting firm with, uh, you know, based in Centurion and I've got like a small branch in Durban and Cape Town. I listen to this now. I'm in this, in this paper world. Um, and something that you said struck a chord. Where do I start? So, you know, what we say to a lot of clients, I mean, you know, we look at, we don't have to deploy software on a network, we don't have to do anything. If if the guys can, and, and I mean, where we are now, the traditional office automation supplier should be giving some type of BI report, just around the analytics, what are your top highest 10 
printers in your organization or top five or whatever the case may be. You know, and what, understand what are you printing and, and then have a look at your scan volume and say, what am I scanning? Um, you know, and if there's anything more than two, three hundred invoices a month or documents that you are scanning on a monthly basis that, that come from the same, um, uh, you know, supplier or customer, whatever the case may be, that's exactly where you need to start. Um, you know, it's that consistent. If you're consistently printing 300 invoices every month, that, and and there's such, you know, I mean, again, looking at support to local trade, there's so many local suppliers that have built um, electronic document management systems that are cloud-based. Um, you know, their customers within. A couple of hours, you could have digitized that specific uh, process. Then it's obviously the the end user adoption. You know, then it's getting or Tansani to now understand, yeah. you know, how she needs to process these documents going forward. And it's the training and the change management. But if if you've got a good supplier that understands the change management part of it, um, it's really a seamless. You can you and, know, a seamless and, and let's say I don't print a lot, but I like the the. Concept that you mentioned about about automating the your 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 invoice capturing process or something like that. That's something that you guys will consult on or whatever. Somebody oh, yeah. can contact you and say, "Listen, come and I assume you send somebody understand what the process is and, and then recommend the the yeah. correct." So we, I mean, there, there's multiple um, you know software products out there that I mean they scan your network, they can all the peripheral hard drives, so every, all the hard drives on, you know, and it correlates all that information up and then it puts it into data, puts it into file types, version controls, and it really also so even if you start moving away from the printer, we can actually start understanding what is all the data sitting on your network and you know oh. what they call it is rot. Redundant, obsolete, or tangible data. Um, you know, and, and, and they have a look at that and, and, you know, we can start cleaning up your network, start cleaning up the data, understand what you need to keep, what you can destroy. Um, and then again, I mean, if you're going to start looking at cloud migration or storing a lot of your documents up in the cloud, that really helps because you know what you're migrating. Um, so you can clean up that data on your network. So, you know, there's a multitude of, of things that we can start looking at, but, um, I think, Staying true to sort of where we are in our core business is to say, you know, let's have a look. Let's start at the print. Okay. Because that's really, as I said earlier, it's the bipolar of digitization <laughs> is, is your printer. Um, you know, so it's a really good place to start. Start there and then, and build it up. Okay, well, me personally, I, uh, I, I detest it when, when people print too much and there's just stuff lying there so i definitely think uh we need to get one of you guys in and uh, and and find it and i i suspect we're probably going to get a bit of a fright in terms of seeing how much of what we're printing well that's i mean you know you need insight into into what you're printing I mean, if you look at the maturity of some guys print environment um you know the lower you're on the maturity scale obviously the more um costly your print environment costs and that's because guys don't know what uh what they're printing um, you know, it can go, for, it goes from school projects, it goes to, you know, personal information, it goes to books that the guys want to, you know, cookbooks. Um, you know, and it's expensive. I mean, paper's got extremely expensive. Yeah. I mean, you, I can't believe the cost of paper. I think it's nice at almost 11, 11 cents, 12 cents a sheet. 
Um, you know, so when people look at the print, they just look at the actual cost, you know, the 10 or 15 cents to print that document. But couple the paper on, couple the actual, the capital value of that device on your network, the services that sit around that device, the space it takes up, the electricity consumption, print is hellishly expensive. So you need that insight. What, what are we printing? Do we have to print it? And I don't think companies put enough emphasis on it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's uh, just maintaining the status quo. Let's not go and yeah, yeah. scratch too much there, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think I think um, from from uh, our perspective, we'll obviously uh, put up the the contact details. I almost want to go to the point of saying I don't believe that. Um, there's any company in South Africa that knows exactly all of the data that's on all of the devices throughout the network. What's the, uh, how much duplication is and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, in, in my books, if we really, really firmly believe that data is the new gold, then, uh, it's a worthwhile exercise to go through. No, most definitely. Um, you know, we all, I think we all like to believe that we, you know, have done our absolute best and we've got the most structured environment. And, but I mean, reality is, um, you know, we, we've in the, in the fortunate place to have access to a lot of large organizations, medium, small organizations, networks, file structures, et cetera. And it's not, uh, look, I, I can't say it's, it's not up to scratch. Um, but there's definitely, there's definitely area for improvement. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you, Yaku. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And uh, if you're looking for help with uh, communications tools in your business, please visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com